podcast. It is the Five Observations with Big Jim. I am your host, Big Jim. It is uh, Sunday, February the 19th, 2023, as I'm recording this. And I want to thank everybody for uh, tuning in and, and checking out the uh, the show and the feed. Um, if you are new to Huddle Up Podcast, I want to welcome you in. Uh, we just wrapped our uh Live regular season uh, offering for Huddle, for the Huddle Up podcast um, that closed last week. So um, as the uh, as we put the final bow on the 2022-2023 football season, if you want to go back and check out uh, that episode, uh, myself and uh, Mikey B uh, took care of that uh, in the absence of student of the game, Kyle Nash, uh, Matt, and uh, and EJ. Um, so uh, check that out. Uh, we will have off-season uh, episodes uh, coming up here within uh, probably about the next month or so. We are working on uh, on getting the uh, the schedule set and locked down, but we we'll take a few weeks off uh, after the live season. So um, I appreciate everyone's support through this year. Um, it was uh, it was an absolute blast. We had a ton of fun doing it. Uh, we hope that you all enjoy listening to the shows this year. You can follow the show at Huddle Up Podcast on Facebook, um, Twitter, and YouTube, as well as TikTok, all at Huddle Up Podcast. You can follow me at Big Jim Sports. Um, so I'm going to continue these five observations um, as I've been doing for the last, this is number 16, so pretty much the last few months here. Um, these will continue. Um, the Five for Fighting with Mike Bernier, those will continue uh, Matt, the pitch, uh, which will be covering uh, baseball and soccer. Those are going to be starting up soon, uh, as and uh, we should be hopefully getting the NBA offering of and one from EJ back uh, in the next few weeks. Um, so do not uh, do not think that we are going anywhere uh, just because we have hit the off season. Uh, we are going to continue to provide content throughout the feed here uh, with the uh, Huddle Up Huddle Up Incorporated, as uh, as uh, Mike Bernier. Uh, has so aptly named it. You can also get our merchandise over at tpublic.com. Uh, you hit the link tree in all of our social medias and on YouTube. That'll get you everything you need uh, Huddle Up related, so I certainly do um, appreciate uh, that. Um, here we go. Let's uh, let's dive right in. Uh, my first observation this week, um, the Washington Capitals uh, playoff hopes are, um, while not mathematically gone, um, they're really starting to become realistically gone. And, and what I mean by this is uh, currently the Capitals are outside the top eight um, in the Eastern Conference, uh, so they're outside the playoff spot. Um, it, it, even if they get in, um, they're, I don't think they're going to they're gonna get past probably the first round because, you know, they get in at eight, you're going to be end up playing Boston. Uh, you're going to be playing one of the best teams in the in the Eastern Conference, and and I I don't think the Capitals right now are prepared um, to beat anybody. Um, and you know it's it's been a frustrating season um, to be a Capitals fan. More on that later. Um, but but this this year, just the injuries and. Um, and now some some other personnel issues have really just been too much for this team to overcome. Uh, they came into the year, they were missing Tom Wilson and Nick Backstrom, uh, who both returned. Uh, Wilson had spent a little bit more time on the IR. T.J. Oshie's been hurt. John Carlson has been out. Um, and and it's it's just been a, 
uh, it's just been a rotation of of injuries um, to the really the best players um, on this team, and and with that, it's really hard to compete. It's really hard to stay on top of uh, the Eastern Conference, a challenging Eastern Conference in the National Hockey League, and really, um, you know, and and now uh, Alex Ovechkin, the the Washington Capitals captain, has been away from the team uh, since. Um, Early last week, uh, he left the team uh, to deal with uh, what he was calling a, a family issue, um, and we have since learned that that his father passed away, um, and and we continue to wish uh, send our well wishes to the Ovechkin family. Um, but th- there's no timetable for for Alex to return, and you know he's as crucial and critical of a piece to this Washington Capitals team as anybody. And um, we don't know if or when he's going to return this year. Uh, justifiably so. Um, you know, I, I have never lost a parent. Um, and and I, I don't – I can't even begin to imagine what it's like to do so. So, um, you know, if he doesn't play again this season, I, I, I can't blame him. Uh, and, and, and I certainly uh, do not hold that against um, – uh, do not hold that against Alex, but it, you know it's just um, it's it's really just been a a frustrating season uh, as a Capitals fan. Last night they lost four to one in the in the stadium series to the Carolina Hurricanes in a game that wasn't even that close. Um, and it just it just continues to be a problem uh, with the, the NHL trade trade deadline coming up here in a couple of weeks. I think it's March third. Um, I would expect the Capitals to be movers, um, and and I think that that's that's where they should be at. They have they have aging talent, um, and and I think we the the, the team really needs to start uh, looking for a change. Um, I think there's a few pieces: Oshie, Backstrom, Wilson, um, and and I mean obviously you're not getting rid of Alexander Ovechkin, um, but 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 Kemper and um, and Lindgren, the goalies are are not going to go anywhere. I don't believe, but but. I, I, Quite frankly, I feel like anybody else is probably um, probably at play for them. Um, second observation uh, this week: the NHL has announced that they are um, going to have a uh, televised animated game on in, on March fourteenth uh, between the uh, the Capitals and the New York Rangers. And honestly, I'm I'm kind of all for it. I think this is an exciting uh, new thing for for the NHL. We saw the the NFL do the Nickelodeon, um, you know, the Nickelodeon broadcast the past couple seasons. And, you know, I think it helps introduce the game to a new audience. And and honestly, I think it's what the NHL needs. Um, They need to create new fans. They need to do things to attract uh, different viewers. And, um, you know, I'm I'm really curious to see what what happens. I hope the Capitals can put a better team on the ice. Um, than, than they have recently w- for this game. But honestly, I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how this works out. Um, you know, it's kind of going to be a live-action NHL uh, game, NHL 23, like the EA Sports game. So um, really cool that it's, that it's going to feature um, my team. You know, I, I would have been watching either way, but even more invested for me. Um, and, and, and with a bad season, it gives me something a little bit more to be, um, to be invested in. 
Uh, third observation this week. This one's probably going to be a bit of a quick one. This is, you know, it's kind of this weird week coming out of Super Bowl, um, and and not really sure what to what to really observe and, and think about in, in the sports world. But my third observation this week, um, sports media, and and it really, I think more more um, especially uh, football media. I don't think it is is fairly treating hyping the return of the XFL. Um, the reason I'm, I'm recording and dropping this episode as late as I am is because I was finishing watching the end of the Seattle Sea Dragons and DC Defenders game. Uh, the Defenders pick up the win. Um, St. Louis Battlehawks, DC Defenders get um, as well as the. Arlington Renegades and Houston Roughnecks all pick up wins this weekend. The San Antonio Brahmas, Orlando Guardians, um, the Vipers, the Vegas Vipers, and Seattle Sea Dragons um, are um, the losers of the uh, of the weekend. They are now zero and one. Um, but first off, before I even get to to my issue with with football media and sports media. Um, I, I enjoyed the, the weekend's games. I didn't get to pay as much attention to, um, the, the games on Saturday, the, the early game, we were kind of running around and doing stuff. Um, and then, uh, for the, uh, for, for the, uh, the night game, uh, it was also the same as the stadium series, the outdoor NHL game and, um, WWE elimination chamber, uh, premium live event. So I didn't I didn't get to spend a, a ton of focused time uh, watching the games this weekend the on Saturday, uh, but I, I pretty much watched both full games today the San Antonio Brahmas and and St Louis Battlehawks, and then the Sea Dragons and the Defenders, and it was entertaining. Uh, I I thought the games were paced really well. Um, you know the football wasn't the cleanest. Look, it, it's not it's uh, not. Um, you know, super refined and super clean. Those are the first games, and um, you know, so everybody's kind of getting a feel for the game. Um, but but man, I liked it. I thought it was an enjoyable time. Um, you know, former Notre Dame quarterback Jack Cohn uh, is the quarterback of my uh, San Antonio Brahmas. Uh, so good to see a Domer out there, and um, you know, Josh Gordon, Ben DiNucci out there tonight for the uh, Sea Dragons. Um, so a few familiar names as well. And, 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 um, you know, there was, there was pretty big crowds, energetic crowds at, at, at the stadium. So, um, you know, kudos to, to the ownership group and everyone involved with, with this, uh, version of the XFL. And, and honestly, something I tweeted it out, um, last night, uh, Saturday night. And I really do, I really do believe this a hundred percent that, Last time uh, in 2020, before the pandemic, like the I don't know what uniform supplier they used, uh, but the uniforms looked very generic. Like they were like old, uh, you know, the old style, like almost like a high school uniform. And I, and I'm not saying that to demean the league and what it was before, um, but like this time around, like you know, everything's outfitted by Under Armour, and you know, I know that's because their deal with The Rock, who's the partial owner of the of the XFL. But it just made it to me because I'm a uniform nerd. Uh, look and feel more legitimate, and and uh, I, I thought that was just 
um, a little something extra that, that maybe a lot of people don't even realize and recognize. Um, but to back to my initial observation, my initial point, uh, like I didn't, I didn't really hear a lot and I get it's coming the week off the Super Bowl, but I didn't hear a lot of media or sports media, um, hyping the return of the XFL. And I think it's a shame because I, I, I do believe that the success or failure of leagues like this, um, could hinge on media coverage and more media coverage and exposure. Uh, so it's kind of my hope that, that tomorrow morning I turn on Dan Patrick or I turn on, uh, the herd or I turn on some sort of sports radio and they're, they're talking about this and they're talking about the XFL and I know Tiger Woods played this weekend more on that in a second. Um, but I do hope that some that, that there are people gonna that who are going to be talking about this because it was decent football and it was fun and it was entertaining and you know everybody talks about that 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 hangover from the Super Bowl and what are we going to do without football? You don't have to go without football. You have football and you have hockey and you have basketball and you have golf and you have NASCAR uh, with uh, the Daytona 500 and their season kicking off. And you'll have baseball soon, but you still have football. Um, so uh, give it a try. Give it a try. Um, you know, because uh, like, like all week, I just kept seeing, you know, blank number of weeks until there's football again. No, there's that many weeks until there's NFL football, but there's still football. So I, I hope the media does come around. Uh, gives the uh, gives the XFL a little bit more play, and uh, and and uh, they start to get some promotion there. Uh, my fourth observation: uh, Genesis Invitational this weekend. We saw Tiger Woods. Uh, he had a bad round on Friday. Thought he was going to miss the cut. I went to dinner. Um, my wife and I went to dinner on Friday, and I'm I'm like, well, Tiger's going to miss the cut. It's a bummer, but you know it is what it is, and. Lo and behold, he made the cut, played the weekend. We saw the Sunday red. Um and and I'm I'm sitting there, even even when I'm just watching him, uh he had a decent round on on Thursday, bad round Friday, great round Saturday, was an okay round today. Finished under par for the tournament. But I'm sitting there watching him Friday. And the people are cheering, and they love to see him, and he's still kind of playing and joking, and he's he's, and I'm just going, man, it is it is truly um. Every time we get to see Tiger play, it's special. It's special. Um, this is the greatest golfer to ever play the game. You know, you can you can talk about Jack, and you can talk about Jack's numbers and um the number of majors and all of that. I don't care. Tiger Woods is the best golfer to ever to play the game. And seeing him, even as he is now, it's special. And when you get when he makes the cut, it's even more special. Seeing the Sunday red is is special. Um and what part of what makes it so special to me as a as a golfer and a golf fan and a tiger fan is every time you see him play at this point 
It could be the last. It could be the last. I know he said um, in uh, in the media availability after the Genesis Invitational today that he said he's going to play the majors and he's going to play a few other events, but that's it. At at at, at his age and at the uh, state that his body is in after all of the surgeries and the car accident and everything, that that's all his body can do. So again, it literally is special when you see him play. But every time he plays, it could be his. It could be the last, and um, I don't take that for granted. I I wasn't I I wasn't uh, able to appreciate Tiger at his best and at his finest when it when it was happening, um, because I didn't play golf and I was too young and I wish I could go back and appreciate that now, but honestly, the new Tiger. The tiger we have now, the tiger post, um, post divorce, post car accident, post uh, arrest. This new human Tiger Woods that's joking and laughing and enjoying his time on on the course with his, um, with his his fellow players. Some that are half his age that grew up watching him and idolizing him. This is far more fascinating than the tiger that was just out to kill and out to destroy the PGA and dominate and terrify everybody that was on the course with him. This is far more entertaining than that. This is far more fascinating than that. Um... You know, and, and 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 I appreciate Tiger apologizing for the uh the little the, the little joke he had with, with Justin Thomas. Um so there's this there's this old tradition in golf where uh like if if, if somebody outdrives you you uh on like the tenth hole you hand them a, a tampon. And Tiger did that to, to Justin Thomas. On on uh, Friday, I believe it was, or Thursday. I think it was Thursday's round because he apologized for it on Friday, and a lot of people were like, "He shouldn't have had to apologize for it. It was just a joke, and people need to lighten up." And blah blah blah. You know, the the, the typical reaction to somebody apologizing for something, um, in uh, in twenty twenty three. Now, here's the deal. Um, it didn't um it didn't bother me. It didn't offend me. However. Um, there were some that took offense to it, and I can understand the the reasoning that people some people took offense to it. And the reason some people took offense to it is because um, there's a message behind it that you know that that if you if you you know the the handing of the tampon it signifies that like a female is lesser than. Um, at least as, as it was, you know, as I as I saw some people react to it. And look, the because ju- I saw people saying that's not offensive to me. You shouldn't have had to apologize. Um, I don't I don't know that he quote had to apologize. I think he chose to apologize. Um, because I think he realized that the joke did not land. And was not appropriate for some people, and that's okay. Like it, 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 
somebody apologizing for something that doesn't offend you um, doesn't mean you have to get offended by the apology, right? Um, so I appreciate Tiger understanding the message that the joke sent and that it wasn't it wasn't something that was appropriate. And I think people overreacting to the apology need to take a step back and understand that they are part of a society. But um, yeah, back to back to the uh, original point. Like it just took to, for Tiger and to see Tiger and to watch him play, um, whether he's coming up short, um, you can see him in pain, whatever it is. Um, I, I appreciate and I don't take for granted seeing Tiger Woods play anymore. And uh, whenever he plays next, um, maybe the Masters. Um, I look forward to seeing him and hopefully seeing him make the cut. Um, my last observation, I tie this back to my first point. I said when I was talking about the struggles of the Washington Capitals that there'd be more on that later. Um, I, I really, it's really kind of connected me and it's not, it's not a new revelation for me, but sports are harder. Sports are harder to love when your favorite teams stink. (laughs) Okay. Um, and I'm kind of going through that right now. Um, and it's not that I don't love sports. Um, I, I absolutely love sports and I have been a sports fan my entire life as long as I can remember, but it's harder when your team suck. Okay. Um, you know, I I talked about the Washington Capitals and the struggles and the fact that they're probably going to miss the playoffs. They haven't won a playoff series since 2018 when they won the Stanley cup. So this is going to be five years going into six next year that they have not won a playoff series despite making the playoffs. And now this year it looks like they will most likely miss, uh, unless they turn it around. Um, Notre Dame, uh, you know, it really ended the season on a positive note, and I'm excited to see what the future of Marcus Freeman is. Um, but there was disappointment and frustration throughout this season as well. Um, you know, obviously the, the the Marshall game, the Stanford game, uh, the loss to USC. Um, so it's not that Notre Dame sucks. Um, but I was three the last time Notre Dame won a national title. So I'm getting punchy from that aspect that I would love to see them hopefully at some point take that next step. Um, you know, I, I'm not sitting here thinking it's going to happen next year or anything like that, but I'm hoping sometime uh, soon that, that, that they can progress towards that. Um, if you've left, if you've listened to my five observations and, or the huddle up podcast this season, um, you will know my frustrations with my Dallas Cowboys. Um, and you're going to say, but Jim, they had 12 wins this year, whatever it was. Was it 12? I honestly can't even remember. I've blocked it out already. Um, well, they've had X number of wins. They were in the playoffs. This team, once again, failed miserably when it mattered most. Um, and there's a large degree of frustration with me and the Cowboys and they haven't won a Super Bowl in 30 years almost 30 years 
um, and and really show no signs of, of being that team anytime soon. I'm a Baltimore Orioles fan. Nothing else needs to be said. Um, you know, they have some, some exciting prospects, but th- they are very far away from being among the uh, Major League Baseball's elite. So it's diff- it makes it harder. Um that's where the the love of the, the love of the the favorite team becomes a commitment and and you go through those times to hopefully one day have a year like the 2018 Capitals. You know, or you go through the tough years so that when you when your team gets a run like what the Chiefs are on or what the Patriots were on um you know or or what the um the Steelers were on um, you know, a decade or so ago that, that, you know, and I'm just thinking about football cause it's on the top of my head, but you know, the, the St. Louis blues won their first Stanley cup in 2019. The LA Kings had won their first one, um, you know, in, in, in baseball, uh, you know, you've seen, you know, the Phillies win in 2008, you saw the Tampa Bay Rays, they've won it. And, you know, any number of teams where you, they, they kind of come out of nowhere. Hell, the Chicago Cubs after a hundred years, the, the Red Sox, uh, broke the curse and you know all of these stories like you go through the the hard times to to get to those moments where you have the ultimate joy and that's why I don't that's why I don't because a lot of people said well you can you know you can you can just stop being a fan why did I do that if I just hopped anywhere that, you know, well, and I'm, I'm, I'm done with the Cowboys. I'm going to go be, yeah, well, I don't want to pick the Chiefs because, like, I don't want to be that much of a bandwagon guy. So, like, maybe I'll be a Bengals fan. They're, they're pretty good right now. Or maybe I'll go to, maybe I'll go be a Bills fan because, like, Bills Mafia is, like, super fun and it's like a wrestling crowd. And you're going to handpick somebody that you think can get a victory, a championship victory soon, right? Because if you're going to abandon your team, that, that that's what you will do. The, the times when, when you know, the Capitals stink and the Cowboys again fail and Notre Dame continues to struggle when it matters most and the Orioles are the Orioles. Like, those are the mo- – like, the, that's what that's what tests you, right, as a sports fan. It just makes it harder. It makes it harder to find the commitment. It makes it less fun to be a sports fan. It's the ups and downs. But I wouldn't trade it. I look back – because I've been, uh, there was two um, documentaries on Alex Ovechkin that came out recently. One on ESPN, one on NBC Sports Washington, um, around his chase for Wayne Gretzky's um, all-time goal record, and it was the about the breaking of of Gordie Howe's 801 and becoming the the n- number two on the all-time list. And of course, on both of these documentaries, they talk about the 2018 season when the Capitals won the Stanley Cup. And watching those moments again, just in those brief clips, like I got choked up again. Like any time, like there's a moment, it's like, man, I just want to, I just, I'm done. Like I'll just be a fan of the sport. I'll just be, maybe I can just be hockey fan. Maybe I can just be football fan. And then I see this clip of, of the moment Ovechkin finally got to raise the cup. And it put me right back on my living room floor at my first house that I owned in shock and in tears and unable to speak 
because the thing that I thought would never happen, the, the, the moment that I thought would never happen, my Capitals hoisting the Stanley Cup was actually happening. And my phone's going off, going crazy. Friends texting me and messaging me that they're happy for me. Sports, being a sports fan sucks when your teams suck. But I wouldn't trade that fandom for a cheap, like, for a cheap win and then not be able to celebrate my team if and when they eventually win it all. So it sucks when your team sucks, but uh, we got to hang in there, right? That's that um, is is where I leave. That's where I leave this week. I want to thank everyone for uh, listening. And um, again, at Huddle Up Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, uh, tpublic.com is where you'll find our merchandise. Um, again, we will uh, we will have off-season episodes beginning in March. Uh, still continue to look out for the Five for Fighting with Mike Bernier. Uh, the Pitch with Matt is coming soon. My weekly observations from the world of sports. Um, but uh, and if you have any topic ideas, anything you want to you want to hear us talk about during this uh, these next few months March, April, May, June, July, August these next five or so months uh, hit us up on the social media. Let us know. Uh, but until next time, I hope you stay safe, stay smart, and as always, go for the win.